Hello again, Gary the Senior Geek here with yet another episode of Adventures in Social Anxiety. At the end of the last episode, my long, complicated relationship with Beth had come to a fairly disastrous end. She made it clear she wanted nothing more to do with me, so I moved on. I just recently recalled a story that I'm not really able to pin down in time. It happened around Christmas. It may have been 1976, maybe 75, I'm pretty sure it was before I took the S training in May of 1977, but I could be wrong about that. In any case, it was during a period where there was some tension between my father and I, and I decided, much to my mother's dismay, to skip the yearly family Christmas get-together. My friend John Townsend invited me to accompany he and his girlfriend, Deborah, on a driving trip to Mexico. So the three of us, plus Deborah's dog, piled into John's old 65 Chevy panel truck and headed to the border. John had mounted a board above the dashboard with a car stereo radio cassette player mounted to it. It bounced around like crazy, but we had good tunes. There was a mattress in the back, and the plan was that John and I would trade off driving and nap in the back as needed. Deborah didn't drive, so it was up to John and I to handle the driving duties. We drove south to a fishing town on the mainland side of the Sea of Cortez. The name of the town was Guaymas. We did some sightseeing and watched the local cliff divers doing their thing. And after a couple of days on the road, we were all pretty sick of each other, so we decided to each take some time by ourselves one morning. John only had two keys to the van, and we each wanted to be able to get back in if needed. I was the only one who knew any Spanish, and English speakers were rare in this non-tourist town. But my high school Spanish classes were several years in the past, and I didn't feel comfortable trying to ask where to find a locksmith, because I didn't know the word for locksmith. Finally, John said, what's the word for where? Donde, I said. John started jingling his keys and saying donde to folks in the marketplace. Someone pointed down the street and admitted a stream of Spanish with a few derechos straight ahead, derechas right, and izquierdas left thrown in. I couldn't follow what they said, but we walked in the direction they pointed for a while. Then John jingled his keys and said, Donde again. I th think it took three or four Dondes when we walked right into the door of a locksmith. I learned something that day. Even if you only know a few words of a language, you can often get your point across and get what you need. If you don't speak in complete sentences with perfect pronunciation and perfectly conjugated verbs, it doesn't matter. This is not what I have been led to believe by my high school Spanish teacher. We each took our key and headed off for some time alone. I decided to go get breakfast at a little hole-in-the-wall food stall. I had, as I recall, a chorizo omelet. It tasted great. It also made me sick as a dog for the next day or so. The next day we went to a rocky beach just outside of town. John said it was the local nude beach. I'm not sure how he knew that. I don't know if it was or not. But we were the only ones on the beach, and nobody objected to the crazy gringos running around with no clothes on. John was swimming, and Deborah asked me to put suntan lotion on her back. I couldn't help myself. After rubbing the lotion in, I reached around and copped a feel of her right breast. She said, don't do that, so I stopped. John didn't kick the shit out of me, so I figured I'd gotten away with another Me Too moment. I had, but not in the way I thought. More on that later. After a few days in Guaymas, John wanted to head north to a college town, Hermosillo. He was driving along the highway when suddenly he slammed on the brakes, backed up a little, and turned right onto a dirt road. 
Where are you going? I ask. I want to see if I can find a brujo. That's a shaman. And maybe get some peyote, said John. He'd been reading a lot of Carlos Castaneda, e.g. the teachings of Don Juan, and was very interested in Mexican shamanism, or maybe just peyote. I don't know. Anyway. I pointed out we had less than a half a tank of gas. We'll be fine, said John. So we drove generally northeast on this dirt road for a couple of hours without seeing a soul. Eventually we pulled into a small village, just a few shacks. We were almost out of gas. One of the shacks had a couple of 55-gallon drums with a Pemex logo on them and hand pumps. We determined that, yes, the owner of the shack was willing to sell us some gas. I suspect he overcharged the crazy gringos, but who can blame him? He spoke a little bit of English, and John asked about any local brujos he might be able to visit. He didn't appear to know what John was talking about, just as well. John and Deborah wanted to turn around and go back the way we came, but I'd found the road we took on a road map. I never went anywhere without a AAA map, and said that rather than backtracking, we should keep going and pick up another road that would eventually lead us back to the highway. John and Deborah were skeptical that I could navigate us back to the highway without turning around, but if we'd backtracked, we wouldn't have pulled into Hermosillo until around midnight. With John driving and me navigating, we made it back to the highway just as it was getting dark, and we pulled into Hermosillo around 9 p.m. There was a Christmas fair in progress, so we hung out there for a while. Then we found a hotel and we got a couple of rooms. We'd been on the road and sleeping in the van for several days, so a real bed and a shower were very welcome. We did some sightseeing the next day, then John drove us to what I later found out was the local red light district. We had dinner and drinks at a very nice club that turned out, after 10 p.m., to be a strip joint. Late in the evening, a very young and attractive stripper performed, John told me, and since he didn't speak any Spanish, I'm not sure how he handled this, but anyway, he told me that since, obviously, I was pretty horny given my behavior at the beach, he was purchasing the services of the young lady for me because, of course, she was a hooker. He handed me a wad of pesos and told me to go wait in the courtyard. I counted, and he'd give me the equivalent of about $20. About $68 today. An older woman came out and told me to give her the money. I did. She said to wait and someone would lead me to the young lady's room. It was probably only about 10 minutes or so, but it seemed like I waited for an hour before I realized I'd just been ripped off. Just as well, I suspect the stripper was no more than about 16 years old. I started fearing her father and brothers would show up to beat the crap out of me and maybe take everything else I owned. So I went back to the bar, found John and Deborah, handed John a $20 bill and said, let's get out of here. All in all, I'm glad my first sex wasn't with a Mexican hooker. The next day we headed back to the good old US of A. The highway was pretty straight, so John decided it would be a good time to give Deborah a driving lesson. Now, Deborah didn't have a learner's permit, or driver's license, or anything. We're on a two-way highway, full of semis going 90 miles an hour, in Mexico, while he took a nap. The old panel truck didn't have power steering, so it took some strength to wrestle it around curves. At one point, the highway took a gentle curve to the right. Deborah started to drift across the center line. Turn the wheel harder to the right, I said calmly. We continued to drift into the oncoming lane. 
Turn to the right, I said a little more urgently, because there was a semi coming in the opposite direction. As the semi approached and the guy leaned on his horn, I yelled, Hard over! Grabbed the wheel and yanked it to the right. We wound up fishtailing to the right shoulder and Deborah got us stopped. The semi-driver took the shoulder on his side to keep from hitting us and just went on his way. It was a very near thing. We drifted to a stop just off the road. Deborah was hunched over and seething. You didn't have to yell, she said. I was in fear for our lives, I said. I was a little taken aback. We, I had just saved all of our lives and she was mad at me because I yelled at her. Oh well. I took the wheel back. I don't know if John even woke up. We crossed back into the U.S. at the Sonotia Lukeville crossing in Arizona. Goes into the Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. There was basically, I don't think there was anything on the U.S. side except maybe a small customs building. Uh, and there was a little souvenir shop on the Mexican side. So we stopped there. John and I were speculating on what animal a necklace of teeth had come from when a booming voice behind me said, Caballo! I'm searching my head, I know Caballo, I know Caballo, when he said, Horse! in English. The guy wanted five bucks. We declined. So back to the good old U.S. we went. As I've said, I don't remember exactly when this trip was, and I may not have all the details right, but it was a hell of a trip, and I'm glad I went. Over time, I patched things up with Dad. Dad had not approved of my draft avoidance activities during Vietnam, even though they were all perfectly legal, and he had real problems with some of the more radical political theories I had at the time, which I think I would have had problems with them too. They were pretty crazy. He and I both mellowed considerably over the years. I didn't miss any other family Christmases. All credit to Dad for teaching me how to navigate with a map, both on roads and off trail in the wild with just a topographical map and a compass. I'm rarely ever truly lost if I have a reasonably accurate map and can see the sun or the stars and some landmarks. I'm amazed at how rare this skill appears to be. Thanks, Dad. Next week, new living arrangements and an actual girlfriend. Hey there. I'd like to ask a little favor. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on whatever app or site you use to listen to it. This will help to get it out there to more people. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Just search for Senior Geek 49 That's S-E-N-I-O-R-G-E-E-K-4-9. All run together in one word.